Hello, come on in, it's Cat. Meow. And you're in for a treat. Straight out of the oven, it's Cinema Buns. Back with another hot, fresh take on film. Time for Cinema Buns. Let's dig into the bun, hun. And the award for cutest bug of my life goes to... My wife! <laughs> I mean, it's just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> well, it was pretty stiff competition between you and the guinea pigs, but... That is true. They are very cute bugs. This is an award I have to give silently because mm. I don't want them to find out. Um, although they're getting loudest week <laughs> and warmest potato of the year. So they have awards too. Okay. <laughs> it's April 25th, which means it's our friend Caitlin and Brooks's anniversary. Congrats to them. Congrats to them. Also the Oscars. Yay. Um, so we filled out our Oscar ballots with our predictions. Wait, their anniversary is not the 26th? It is. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so thrown off on dates. Today's the 25th. Tomorrow's yeah. the 26th. Yeah. And then your birthday's the 27th. Yes. So, oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, it's their anniversary eve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, their birth, their anniversary's tomorrow. I mean, I initially thought today was April twenty fourth, so we're off to a. <laughs> Mornings are hard. That's what time we're recording this. Eleven a.m. the morning. Yes. Yeah, still technically the morning. It is hard. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, I know there's a lot of like, who cares about award shows? Okay, so then don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of people like griping about it because I I think that yeah, it's a lot of rich people giving each other awards and pats on the back. Okay, there's also incredible, beautiful people making beautiful films. Like um, personally knowing people who are nominated this year, I'm like these are not just rich people giving each other awards. And I think there's incredible stories that are important and relevant today. And I think that art is so important and there are some films that are less art than others which I know is subjective to say but I think there is really valuable lessons being taught and I think that there are really incredible stories being told and um, I think that it is worthwhile to acknowledge these films and I think people worked really 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 hard on these and it's not like you're winning Ten trillion dollars. <laughs> You're getting a little gold statue at the end of the day, and um, you know that's what I have to say about that off the top. So, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I mean, there are composers nominated, there are makeup mm -hmm. artists nominated, there are costume designers nominated. It's not just the faces that you see on the screen that are receiving accolades for their really, really difficult, beautiful work. Like it takes an entire village to make a movie and also movies just make people feel good like especially in this year we've needed to escape a lot of crap and that's something that people go to the movies for all the time year after year that's it helps you imagine a different world a better world it pulls you out of your circumstance for an hour and a half or two hours and lets you think about something else and so i think movies are a gift and it's okay to say you know what that was really cool let's give them a statue um because it, it's not just the the best actor and best actress and best director who are receiving awards and i mean like 
many, many, many of the people nominated are very deserving of their nominations, but there are so many other people who also are recognized on this night. And so I think it's important to acknowledge everything that goes into it. So well said, baby. That's all so true. Um, I, I think that the attitude, I don't know. I think people are just trolls on Facebook, but I saw some sure. people who were just like, the real heroes are the healthcare workers and first responders. And I'm like, yeah, sure. No one's taking away from them. Like this, this can also exist. It doesn't, and maybe those, honestly, maybe those healthcare workers and frontline, et cetera, at the end of an exhausting shift where like, <laughs> I was gonna say you people, I'm sure anyone listening to this is not the case, but at the end of a long shift where people have not worn masks and have said it's all a hoax and, and you know, it's exhausting, maybe they come home and they get to watch a movie and feel a little better. So I don't think that we need to say, like, movies are just stupid. So um, I don't know why I'm feeling that resentment that I need to get off my chest. But yes, if there was also a healthcare worker and frontline um, responder, etc. cetera, award show. I'm sure that would be valuable as well, but I don't think one is better than the other. So um, I just don't know why. I don't, I don't mean one is better than the other here. I mean, one healthcare worker is not better than another healthcare worker. <laughs> Clearly those people save lives. So I, I don't mean that. <laughs> yes, I will say as a person who's worked at a grocery store this entire year and been screamed at by anti-maskers and sneezed around and watched people just take off their masks to walk around the store and eat jelly beans or Cheetos Mm -hmm. and like their grubby little fingers touch everything. I will say at the end of the day, like after a shift like that, I am happy to come home and watch a movie. I'm happy to come home and watch a TV show and eat chips from the privacy of my own home and then wash my hands afterwards and not walk around a grocery store and touch everything with Cheeto dust. I don't understand people. Anyway, I will say, as a person who has been on the front lines, who has literally put my body on the line to keep society running this year, I'm happy for movies. And I'm happy to watch a movie and then say, good job, that person who did that thing. I feel like I, I should have gotten you a little Oscar. I'm all, I'm all right without it. <laughs> thank you, though. That's a very nice thought I'm that you're sure. having right well, now. thank you, kid. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, so that disclaimer off the top, we, I think we, we needed to get off our chest. The second disclaimer, I feel like I can't record this episode without saying, I realize this sounds like a brag, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways, which is um, one of the films nominated, Minari, is actually directed by my friend. So I feel like I need to give my prejudice and bias ahead of time, which is that um, I happen to know uh, Lee Isaac Chung, who goes by Isaac. Um, I happen to know that Isaac is... A lovely person however that being said I watched the movie going oh my gosh I hope this isn't bad because that would be so awkward and I watched it and I was like oh good grief it's so much better than could possibly have been so like it is beautiful and yes I'm biased as it is my friend however it is a stunningly exquisite film and I like want to cry thinking about how good it was and I hope that he wins every single category today um so yeah I realized this is a bit unusual of a ballot for me um but i needed to say that and then i think the third thing i was gonna say is that 
there's about 56, 54, I think 56 total nominated films. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw 19, which doesn't sound like a lot, but most people I've talked to have seen like maybe two. So mm-hmm. we have done a pretty good job of watching most of the movies of the main category films, like the big heavy hitters that were nominated. We watched all of them except The Father and Judas and the Black Messiah. So I think we have a pretty good, like, we've seen most of the movies in the category. I think where we lost uh, some points this year were we were not able to see most of the shorts. Mm -hmm. And usually we watch all of the three categories of shorts. But with movie theaters either being closed or not safe, we did not get to go to theaters for that. So let's get into it unless you had anything else you wanted to say, my love. Um, On the note about not getting to see all the shorts, I just want to say that I really miss the Limley and I'm excited for a time when we go back. Yes, the Lemley movie theaters are so beautiful. And Rhett and Link say they have the best movie theater popcorn in Los Angeles. Oh. We're also sad about the news of arc lights closing. Yes. Devastating. I think that's a... Is it a Southern California thing? Um, I believe so. They may have one in Chicago. I think I read about that. But it's, it's very much a Los Angeles area mm-hmm. thing. As my ballot usually goes, I try to give like every film an award. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. if if I give best picture to somebody, I'm like, okay, they they got it. Like let's mm-hmm. give somebody else best director, best screenwriter, which I realize is like not how it works, but mm-hmm. I like to try and spread out the love. Um, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and rattle off kind of our predictions, talk about the films, and then uh, we're gonna watch the awards show, and then we're gonna come back on here and give a wrap up of Wow, who would have thought? I can't believe when Sean the Sheep won every award, <laughs> every single award, even ones it wasn't nominated for. Yes. They were just like applause, applause, that sheep. give the sheep everything. <laughs> I'm only trolling. We haven't seen Sean the Sheep, so I'm feeling guilty for it. Um, <laughs> Maybe one day. Could we have, was it free on Netflix? Yes. Did we get around to it? No. We were trying to figure out how to rent uh, all these other movies without going broke. Um, Okay. So shall we begin then with our heavy hitter? Okay. So for the big one, the best picture, there's The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7, my love, what did you give? Oh, oh, I sorry. <laughs> to build this the tension, let me say, I only just started watching. Like the very first Oscars I ever watched was with you. And I think mm-hmm. it was 2017. It was the first time I ever watched the Oscars, and it was the flub up of announcing that La La Land had won mm-hmm. and actually um, Moonlight had won. Yeah. And I was like, does this normally happen? And Kim <laughs> was like, I don't think this has ever happened before. No. But that was the first Oscars I ever watched. Uh, and I don't know. I guess I'm more I'm more into Sundance. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm more into, like, most of my favorite movies have come out of Sundance. So I like I kind of indie film festivals however i have to say i had a really good time and maybe it was because of that weird flub up but it's always been fun for me okay so best picture what did you give i gave it to nomadland okay and these are not the ones necessarily that we are wanting these are just our predictions by the way yes so based on their marketing campaign and winning um the indie spirit awards which is usually a good indicator 
I think you're right. I did go with Minari. <laughs> this could be wishful thinking. I sincerely, truly believe. I really, really, really think that Minari could get it, but I don't know. It could be just like wishful thinking on my part. But um, uh, I also, I'd be so happy if Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Won. Sincerely, I mean, we really, really wanted to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, but that was um, one we had to pay for, and. Um, that we didn't get around to it. I mean, I also want to see The Father, but lower on my list. Um, but of all the ones that we did see, I would really be happy with any of them. I thought Trial of Chicago 7 was lovely, too. Sound yeah. Metal was lovely. Mm-hmm. And then Mank is fine. I just don't know that it's as relevant or significant of a story to have told right now. I have some qualms with it, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, it's a bad film. So... For me, I'm ranking everything compared to The Irishman, which came out last year that I hated so much. And so, like, none of these films filled me with, like, bile and rage. Sure. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I think Nomadland certainly has gotten a lot of accolades. I just was not as interested in the story as I did take a nap and come back halfway through. Compared to the other. We paused it. I didn't miss any of it, but um Ugh, Minari is so good. Okay. Directing. I also um giving to Chloe Zhao. Oh, okay, for Nomad Land. Mm-hmm. I also did this one for my friend Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um I I it's just like if it's not gonna win Best Picture, I really hope it wins directing. If Minari only wins one thing today, I hope it's directing. Mm-hmm. I'd be really happy with that. But I mean, this is another one where I'd be so happy if Emerald Fennell got it for Promising Young Woman, not as aboard the Mank train. <laughs> <laughs> for directing. And then another round, I think, is like a surprise out of left field contestant because yeah. we did actually see this one, but this was a foreign film that is also getting directing, so that's kind of surprising, which is why we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It was a good time. It was a really interesting, yeah. good, fun story about guys just being dudes. I like you know, it. What's better than this? Just guys being dudes. Guys <laughs> being dudes. Uh, actor? Uh, I gave to Steven Yoon for Minari. I would love that. I gave it to Chadwick Boseman for okay. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I really, like, I'm pretty sure he's going to win that one. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I thought Steven Yoon's performance in Minari was, like, so hyper realistic like I truly believe that he was feeling the feelings he had and I never thought like he's an actor good job acting I was just like we're watching a documentary (laughs) like (laughs) I thought his acting was so realistic and I'm not this is a spoiler free episode so I won't uh, go into any details but there's a scene where he's having a conversation with his wife towards the end of the movie uh, like outside the grocers and the the like looks on his face alternate between like showing emotion and then trying to hide showing emotion like it's just so so subtle and beautiful and very moving and I just thought that like the cast all had such great chemistry and I actually thought Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal was great too Sound of yeah. Metal was like really excellent um, actress uh, Carrie Mulligan I also put Carrie Mulligan Adapted screenplay? I'm giving to Nomadland, but I would be honestly thrilled if the White Tiger took it. I gave it to White Tiger. I think that Nomadland is going to win a lot, but I'm not sure that screenplay was as heavy on the list because it isn't really like 
dialogue heavy yeah. or you know it's so like cinematography and acting and i'm not sure how much was actually written into the script mm -hmm. so i mean one night in miami could get that especially because regina king is snubbed on here i don't think she wrote the adapted screenplay but, but she I was snubbed she was snubbed. let's acknowledge that yeah but i don't think that she was um nominated for like one night miami is not up for a lot so mm -hmm. that could be but white tiger i don't even know what i watched i thought it was such an interesting <laughs> movie i was like this is incredible and also i'm so sad white tiger wasn't nominated for like lighting like the mm. neon colors in that were so beautiful it yeah. was such an interesting visual movie and that's one that we probably would not have Watched, even known yeah. about if it hadn't been nominated like that was a surprise hit i thought it was nominated for best picture because there's a billboard right by our apartment and so i kept thinking like oh yeah we'll watch that one and then i was like what is it even nominated for mm -hmm. white tiger was interesting for the acting and like that lighting was so cool but also i think the strongest thing about it was the screenplay like mm -hmm. it was a really interesting story and i'm not sure that the nomad land story was as strong mm -hmm. um and uh, same thing for me with one night in miami i think the acting was really strong i don't remember hearing any dialogue that i thought was like profound although i did think and it's been too long now since i've seen it but there was one scene that i said to you that it was like when there was only two guys in the hotel room and the other mm -hmm. two guys went out to pick up pizza or something or i don't remember what they were getting um, and I was like, wow, that was like an excellent scene. That is such a vague way to talk about it. But um, anyways, um, okay, supporting actor. This one I was so conflicted on. I feel like any of these people could get it, honestly. Yeah, I think any of them would be deserving. I gave it to Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it to Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Uh, we didn't see Judas and the Black Messiah, but I'm not sure what else it's going to win. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know, I think probably I haven't seen it, but I, I think that both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are just phenomenal, phenomenal in everything I've ever seen them in. Yeah. I've enjoyed them. And I think the reason I gave it to Daniel was just because he was listed first. Okay. And I was like, I don't know. I think he has a bigger role in the film, but I, I've not seen it, so I'm not sure. But I really, I think any of these people could get it. I yeah. really think Leslie Odom Jr. has a strong chance there. I thought he was great. And I mean, it's hard to say that he's the supporting actor, but mm -hmm. he's also like, I'd say there's four stars of One Night Miami. So so for Sound of Metal, that's the guy who was like- That's the, the guy who runs the home. I don't think he's going to get it. He won the Indie Spirit Award. Oh. So. Hmm. Okay. I chose Sasha just because he is known for being such a comedy actor. And mm -hmm. this was a very serious role that I think his comedic personality still came out, but I was just really impressed with him. And that's not something that I've really said before. Like, yeah, know. yeah, I, I thought I thought he was great. Uh, I mean, I liked him in Les Mis, so I've, I've thought he's done. As a person who's not seen Les Mis, oh. I cannot comment. Okay, supporting actress. I gave the grandma from Minari. Um, Yu Zhang Yun, yes. I'm not sure how her name is pronounced, but I thought that she should win best grandma, Just best person, best everything. <laughs> human of the year. She, there, I saw such a sweet interview where she's talking about being one of the first Korean, 
I think she's the first South Korean actress nominated for an Oscar. Um, I read this lovely interview where she was talking about um, just like the pressure of representing her country and she wanted, like, I just thought that was really lovely that like, it's not about her, it's about like her country. And also that she said on the last day of filming that Isaac had, um, he taught everybody on set how to do this bow. It's like a full body bow where you get all the way down on the ground. And it's very respectful. And he's, she said that he had everybody do that bow to her. And I was just like, oh, I love that so much. And I, she was so funny. I thought she was really mm-hmm. great in that role. But also, like, if Olivia Coleman wins an award, I'll be happy because I love listening to her give speeches. Yes, so. <laughs> I love her so much. She's a treasure. Um, We already did an entire podcast about animated features, so if anyone wants to listen to that, I think it was last week's episode, talked with Kiana and Natalie, and I said that um, I think Soul is going to win because it's Disney, and it was great. Um, I will be so excited if Over the Moon wins. I Mm. loved it, but I know that's like the most unpopular opinion um, other than Shaun the Sheep. I think probably Wolf Walkers has a pretty good chance. I know a lot of people really liked Wolf Walkers, but I mean, I'd be shocked if Soul didn't get it, so. Yeah, I said that I think Soul's gonna get it. I would be so pleased if Wolf Walkers took it though, because it just seems there are so few 2D animated films now that like computer animation technology is really taken off um mm-hmm. and so i think it's just a a special story and the art style is so beautiful mm-hmm. foreign language film i said another round as did i it's um you and i saw this and you we saw collective mm-hmm. and both of those movies were the only ones that were nominated in foreign language film and another category so i think they both have pretty good chances i didn't see but wanted to see the man who sold his skin the premise sounded really interesting so th- that might be one that we get around to after this um original screenplay promising young woman I also gave it to that. Uh, Trial of Chicago 7, I could see taking this. Mm. I did think it was such a strong... Like, as we were watching it, I was like, this story is told, like, so well. Like, it's so engrossing. But this is another one where I really think all of these... Minari, Sound of Metal, Juice and Black Messiah, I think any of them could get it, so... Uh, But if Promising Young Woman, which, like... (laughs) Minari and Promising Young were my favorite of the year. If that only gets one, I hope that Promising Young Woman gets screenplay. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's all it gets today, that would be... And Carrie Mulligan for Best Actress. But I, I don't know. For me, like, screenplay is one of the awards that, like, means the most. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you told a good story. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I'm here for. So uh, that award and also Best Director, I think, are ones that, to me, like really mean a lot i have followed emerald fennel's career since she was um on call the midwife several years ago and she left the show to write i think children's books and then um after that she got involved with writing and show running um one of the seasons of Killing Eve. And she's mm. currently working on writing a new Cinderella musical with Andrew Lloyd Webber himself. Mm. So I I feel like writing is one of her great strengths. She's very talented in a lot of areas, but I would love to see her get some accolades for her writing. Mm-hmm. Costume design I'm not invested in, um, just because I didn't see Mulan, I didn't see Pinocchio, and 
I didn't think the costumes in Mank were incredible. I mean... They're just outfits. Yeah. They just put on clothes. I mean, there were some uh, things that Amanda Seyfried wore that I was like, oh, pretty. But I gave it to Emma just because I don't think you should vote against a period piece. Usually those win. Yeah, I gave it to Mulan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a good guess. Um, I mean, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom I thought was great, but I don't remember, like, thinking the costumes are standout. Mm -hmm. Um, Original song. This was one I was kind of torn on, having not remembered any of these songs. Um, I did actually see the Eurovision Saga Fire thing. I saw it as an early screener, like, I don't know, eight months to a year before it came out Mm -hmm. and was, like, not blown away but that song itself was like kind of fun but it's such like a parody goof song i'd be surprised if they're gonna give it a oscar so i put here my voice i put fight for you just because that sounds like the name of a song that would win that would win yeah we sounds inspirational we listened to a few of them this morning and um i just thought the hear my voice uh celeste sings it i thought she had this really powerful beautiful like soulful voice that just really like stuck with me so that was one that i was pleased listening to uh original score i'm a little kind of like i don't know what's gonna win i put minari just because throughout you and i kept saying like the sound is really good on this and it was also like sound editing like it wasn't just i don't really remember the score specifically but Mm -hmm. I, i do i did think like yeah, they did really good job with... It used to be sound mixing and sound editing, and now it's just sound. Um, but that's not what this is. This is original score. So I don't... I don't know. I, I just... I didn't think that Soul had any... Did it have any memorable music? I guess there was, like, jazz piano? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm giving it to. You gave it to Soul? I gave it to Soul, yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, and we didn't see Defy Bloods or News of the World, so... Uh, documentary... I'm giving it to my octopus teacher, but I would also be thrilled if Crip Camp took it. Yeah, uh, I also think my octopus teacher is gonna s- get it. Just it was like the most fun of the <laughs> of the categories. We saw all of these except for the mole agent, and Crip Camp was my favorite. I really, really was like, this is an important story. This is well told. This is funny the subjects of the documentary just had such love for each other yeah i i don't know how to the love they had for each other was so obvious and there was something so nostalgic about like going to camp together and um collective is an important story but we haven't finished it yet because it was so depressing and i mean it like that's the subject they have to work with so it's not meant to be a fun film but it was really upsetting and then time was good it was an important story also but i just thought the way that crip camp was told um was like a really memorable film and just like such a lovely cast i thought it was really beautiful the way that that story just spanned decades of Mm -hmm. these people's lives like they met as kids and then grew up to like just band together and get really good done in the world and so just Mm -hmm. a really beautiful story of the power of friendship Mm-hmm. And never giving up. Yeah. Documentary short, I don't think we saw any of these, Mm-mm. so I just put Colette. I put Hunger Ward because that sounds like a story that 
might be important. I thought Colette was a nice name. <laughs> That's <laughs> pleasing. Makeup and hairstyling. You know, I put Emma. Okay. But honestly, I think I might change it to Ma Rainey because okay. Viola Davis was entirely unrecognizable. I, we did not. We were like, when's she going to show up? Like, we did not know who that was. So I might go ahead and change my answer right now. That's what I gave it to. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom specifically impressed with how the makeup looked because you knew like oh it must be sweltering where they are Mm -hmm. trying to record this album and her makeup is like falling off her face but still really well done like i was impressed production design i gave to ma rainey's black bottom I gave this one to Mank. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when they go to William Randolph Hearst's mansion, I thought there was a lot of interesting set pieces around. So, I don't know. I wish production design, uh, I wish Promising Young Woman would have been nominated for this, Mm -hmm. but uh, unfortunately, I don't think that the strongest ones were nominated for this but i didn't see news of the world and i didn't see tenet so i and i didn't see the father either yeah. so that's on me that i'm sure they did lovely yeah um I, yeah i gave it to black bottom just because it's based on a stage play mm-hmm. and i think in in plays the set design really has to contribute to the story mm-hmm. and so yeah. I liked the upstairs downstairs aspect of Ma Rainey's like the their rec- the recording studio upstairs told a very different story than what happened in the downstairs rehearsal booth. Mm-hmm. So I, I did think that was an effective use of space and an element that was in this that probably was not in the play was like the outside world like yeah. um, stuff that happened outside of the recording studio might not have been told on stage and I think they did a good job of like occasionally cutting to that to add to the story but there wasn't like i mean it clearly was meant to be told in like one to two rooms mm-hmm. uh cinematography i do think nomadland will probably take this yeah that's what i gave it to film editing i put trial of chicago seven i put sound of metal no but i think many of these would be fine yeah winning mm-hmm. uh sound i think sound of metal probably <laughs> Yeah, just the use of sound and then the absence of sound. Mm-hmm. The way that they're told together is just really, really effective and really... I mean, there are scenes that we watched that I got chills from just the sound aspect of it. I don't know what Greyhound is. We didn't see that. Oh, um, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. We can watch it for Thanksgiving. Greyhound? It has Tom Hanks in it? Uh-huh. And News of the World, Tom Hanks is in it? Is he in News of the World? Yeah. That's okay. the one where he, the um, poster has him and this gal like on a wagon traveling across the, I don't know where. Yeah, look, see Tom Hanks? They're like, maybe they're not on a wagon. No, I keep seeing it. Yeah, there's images of them on a wagon five years after the Civil War. They do, oh, they cross paths. <laughs> um, he has to take this kid across the unforgiving plains of Texas. It kind of sounded like true grit to me plot of Greyhound. Oh, also Tom Hanks, yeah. Several months after the U.S. entry into World War II, an inexperienced U.S. Navy commander must lead an allied convoy being stalked by a German submarine wolf pack. So. Okay, so Tom Hanks doubleheader. Um, what did we say? Oh, I put, I put Sound of Metal. You also put Sound of Metal? For sound? For sound, yes. Okay, visual effects, um, 
did not see Midnight Sky, did not see One and Only Ivan, did not see Mulan, did not see Tenet. The only one in this category that I saw was Love and Monsters, which I'm confused because when I saw it as an early screener, it was called Monster Problems. Hmm. And when you Google it, it still says Monster Problems, but on this ballot, I don't know, it says Love and Monsters. But anyways, I did see that movie, but when I saw it, it wasn't animated yet. (laughs) So I just saw like green screen (laughs) monsters. Uh So it's really hard for me to say what it actually ended up looking like. So I did give it to Tenet. I gave it to Tenet too. (laughs) I feel like that's probably the strongest thing Tenet has going for it based on the reviews I heard, which Mm -hmm. was, I don't know what happened in that movie. It was confusing. (laughs) So it kind of sounded like very Inception-esque where people like kind of either loved it or did not get it. Mm -hmm. That being said, just based on the posters I saw, the visual effects looked great. Animated short film... I'm, I mean, shot in the dark here because I, we didn't see more than two of them. But if anything happens, I love you is what mm-hmm. I gave it to because you and I watched that. And I was like, well, I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life. Like, it was just so moving. Yeah. We also saw Burrow. And was Burrow Pixar? Who did Burrow? Yeah, Burrow uh, was Pixar. Well, I mean, Pixar usually takes it. I just, I wasn't blown away by Burrow. I think you liked it better than I did. Yeah, that's what I'm giving it to. I was, yeah, I still think about it. A little rabbit just trying to build a home. I (laughs) wept for just minutes after we watched that. Burrow? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a crier. I tend to get weepy during emotional movies, but I genuinely just love that story. And I used to have rabbits just remembering Simon and River and then looking at this rabbit, just like, who's going to help me build a home? And just all the obstacles. Yeah. I, so cute. I didn't dislike it. I just kind of felt like I was watching a movie of Dig Dug, <laughs> the video game. And you're like digging down in the dirt. And I was kind of like, okay, we get it. Um, but it was cute. So I'm sure that actually probably is going to be the one that, wins but i just thought that i wanted to give some recognition to if anything happens i love you yeah that was a really really powerful powerful story um and the final one is live action short film uh the only one you and i watched is the present Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna give it to letter room just because i think is his name oscar isaac the guy who's in it he was in star wars yeah oscar isaacs okay well he's in the letter room so i'm like okay. well i don't know last year i thought that a film was gonna win it and then the one that had mainstream actors won so i'm mm. like ah, i'll give it to that but okay I, the present was really good yeah i am giving it to the present it was really beautiful and heartbreaking but i think it was also a good decision to make it a short because I don't know that mm-hmm. I could have like emotionally handled an hour and a half of that. But like the 20, 25 minutes that it was, was like a good length to tell this story. So good job to the filmmakers for recognizing that. But they also did it with like guerrilla filmmaking mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, like in the West bank. So they went through a lot to be able to tell that story. Yeah. Well said. I would, I would be so happy if the present one, I thought it was just lovely what a story and how emotionally told and mm-hmm. um yeah the everybody's acting like it really was so hard to tell like what's acting versus real in that because i also like need so much more context for what i saw like i feel like there's a lot i need to research that i did not understand mm-hmm. but um yeah it i just from a story standpoint it was 
so moving. So overall, I gave one nomination, one win to Tenet, Sound of Metal, Chicago 7, Nomadland, Mank, Octopus Teacher, Soul, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Ma Rainey, and another round. And then I gave two to Emma, although I think I have to cross one of those off since I actually gave two to Ma Rainey now with my new voting. And um, <laughs> Promising Young Woman got two, and then I gave four to Minari. So okay. I'm, it usually does not spread out quite as well as I gave it, but um, that's that's where I'm at. You want everybody to feel included. I, I'm happy when I watch a sport and no one gets injured. That's all <laughs> I'm here for. Okay. So everyone's a winner. So um, handshake. I'll see you back here after all right. the, after the after awards. After we're a few peach bellinis deep. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I grew up watching the Oscars. We watched it every year hmm. um, when I was a kid. It was really exciting, like the years that... Lord of the Rings was nominated for <laughs> stuff. Those were the years that we got most excited about it as a family. So this feels like, I'm not going to say like second Christmas because my birthday <laughs> is Tuesday and that's more like second Christmas, but I'll say third Christmas of the year. You know, mm -hmm. just an, an important fun night celebrating something that I enjoy. I mean, it's now Hanksgiving, which is a very important holiday in True. our family. But yes. because there's two Hanks films nominated, it does feel a little like Hanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see you there, Tom. Okay. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> I was going to say that, and then you were, like, leaning in, like you were going to say something, like, really striking, and I was like, oh, I'll just let her go. No, I just wanted to say, and we're back. <laughs> um, I think the biggest takeaway from the night is that Daniel Kaluuya's parents had sex, and now he's here. <laughs> And he's just so happy to be alive. Honestly, I love that. I feel, <laughs> I feel like these speeches where people are like, and I want to thank the producer and I want to yeah. thank the other people. Like, it's nice. But I The really, like, moving, like, like show some joy, you know? Like, yeah. I want to feel like I won an Oscar. And if I won an Oscar, I would be like Olivia Coleman. Not tonight, but in the past when yeah. she was like, what? I did not see this coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I just want to feel something in the speech. And either I want to be so emotionally touched and moved, or I want to laugh. Like, if I can be giggling because of you know, Yu Zhang Yoon, like, uh, calling out, Brad Pitt's here! <laughs> like, yeah. th th that can make me laugh. I'm here for that. Out of 23 categories, I got 12 right and missed 11. Okay. Did you keep track of yours? I did not keep track. I was just there for a good time. <laughs> okay. But I was not right about quite a few things. <laughs> I was there for a good time and keeping track because to me keeping track is a good time. Great. I was again spending the ceremony eating nachos and drinking peach bellinis, <laughs> which is my idea of a good time. So I think we both got what we wanted out of this. Different strokes for different <laughs> folks. Um, uh, there was a pretty good uh, divide as far as like most movies got one uh, win. So I think if my math is right, the movies that got two awards were The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Sound of Metal, and Soul and Mank, and then Nomadland got three. But pretty much everything else got one. Mm -hmm. Although, you know what? I don't think Trial of Chicago 7 got anything. It did not. 
That's the only one that was known to her as picture that didn't get a single win. Everything else got something, right? Yeah. You were telling me something just now about... Uh, so they did a weird thing where they did best picture and then they did best actress and actor, which was a weird thing because they usually end on best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are you saying is happening on the Twitterverse? So the the tweets that I've seen where a lot of people are theorizing that they switched up the categories because the Academy expected Chadwick Boseman to posthumously win for best actor. And so they were going to end the show with a tribute to him. But then the voters chose Anthony Hopkins for the father instead. And so he wasn't there to accept it. Um, so you have Joaquin Phoenix going off about something. And then the show just ended. Joaquin Phoenix is such a wild card to begin with. Like, it's... A, mm -hmm. I'm always on edge when he's on screen. Because I'm like, I know it's going to be entertaining. But it's also maybe going to be really uh strange to process the things that he is going to say yeah. uh -huh. so i'm never sure what to expect i can't tell if he's sarcastic or if he's so truthful like mm -hmm. if he's so bluntly telling it like it is that we don't know what to do with that mm -hmm. or if he's always trolling yeah and ever since he did that i'm still here yeah. show thing which was very method for like a year it's it's even more difficult to tell what's that man up to. Well, it's hard to trust. That's right, because yeah. he was trolling. Uh -huh. Best picture, of course, went to Nomadland. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm in my feelings. <laughs> I don't want to take away from it. I'm happy for Chloe Zhao, and um, you enjoyed the film. I, just, I really did. Uh, I wanted Minari or Promising Young Woman so badly to get it. Or mm -hmm. honestly, like down the line for me both sound of metal and trial of chicago 7 i really had like a good time watching mm -hmm. oh, they're great yeah so many of the nominees for best picture were really strong contenders i think they just had a really really good campaign i said this the other day when we drove past the billboard for nomad land mm -hmm. the posters were weird to me like the font was off like i couldn't tell that it was for a movie like it looked for like it was an album release or something mm -hmm. directing went also to nomad land and then we just said chadwick boseman did not get actor neither unfortunately did steven yoon for minari which i like I so wanted... So Anthony Hopkins got it for The Father, which I can't comment on because I didn't see The Father. I haven't seen it. But, it, like, him not being at the ceremony and that being the finale was such a weird moment. Yeah, it was such a dud. Like, the, the memories that we have of Glenn Close shaking our butt on TV is, like, how the show's gonna end in a lot of people's minds because I think that's <laughs> when they stopped watching. Um. Well, I mean, speaking of... Chadwick Boseman, what happened with the in memoriam? Yeah. That was the most disconcerting in memoriam I've ever seen, where it was like giving me whiplash. Like it was so fast. And it wasn't like it was the greatest number of deaths this year for mm -hmm. Hollywood. Like it wasn't, because I've seen before where it, like, there was one year, I don't know, was it 2017 or 2018, where it was really heavy, where mm -hmm. we were like, wow, we lost so many really young people in the industry and mm -hmm. it was like emotionally heavy this year uh, it was like oh man fred willard oh sad like sean connery like there were definitely losses but it wasn't like young 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 people ex until it got to 
Chadwick Boseman, which is really sad, but it was just like flip, 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 flip. Like, and you said it well, so I'll let you say that again. Yeah, my theory is that they set the transitions to the pace of the music that meant that it was really, really inconsistent because it was a strange song choice too. Like there were parts of it that were super, super upbeat. And that's when things were switching out like every one and a half seconds. And then the slower parts of the songs, the people seemed to have like three or four seconds on screen, but it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason to who was getting what time. I mean, the In Memoriam song is usually like a requiem kind of music. Yeah. This was like, woke up this morning feeling fine. You like, would hear like, that at like a backyard barbecue. Yeah, like, not it was at like, like a funeral. joyous. I was like, okay. Anyways, so yeah, I, I kind of thought that was a huge miss for something that is really like a lovely thing to acknowledge all these people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could barely read their names. And yeah. I think that's why they didn't list the dates. Because I kept saying, why is it not listing the dates of these people's lives? I think because it went so fast, we couldn't yeah. have even read it. Um, best actress did not go to Carrie Mulligan, who mm-hmm. I wanted. It went to Frances McDormand. And you didn't say earlier what you wanted to say, so now I'll let you say. <laughs> Frances McDormand pooped in a bucket. She did that for us. <laughs> in the film Nomadland, not at the Oscars tonight. Yeah, no, in Nomadland, when she's <laughs> living in her RV, there's a scene in which she is just, just really losing it in that bucket. Yeah. See, and and that's... And she didn't say it, but she was supposed to say, after I said Frances McDormand did that for us, she was supposed to say... I didn't ask for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was gonna say, um, and this is why I was, like, not rooting for it for Best Picture. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad that moment touched you, (laughs) the the realism. I don't want a scene about somebody (laughs) pooping in a bucket to touch me. I want a different phrase. I did not hold it in my heart mm-hmm. and remember it after the movie. I repressed it back far away and tried to forget it. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly, my ballot was pretty strong. Like, I only missed six up until the last heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. I missed actress, actor, director, best picture. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I was like, holy cow, I just went all the way up to, I missed 11. So I did get more right than wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, pretty, pretty good, but still got a failing grade on my test. <laughs> um, adapted screenplay. I was sad White Tiger didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't see The Father, so maybe it was great. I was right about supporting actor. I was happy Daniel Kaluuya got it. And his speech was, mm, chef's kiss. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, supporting actress, Yu Zhang Yoon. That's the only win Minari got. And I loved it. I live for her. There was a, a Oscars After Dark where they're interviewing people and... Um, Oh my gosh, she was like giving her speech and then she was like, sorry, I'm still not with it or something. Like she said something that was so honest and I just like loved that where she was kind of just like, yeah, I'm I, I'm like not even myself right now. And then when she went up to give the speech, she was like, Brad Pitt's here. <laughs> she just kept thanking Brad Pitt. She was like, I'm so glad to have met you. <laughs> well, and, and the backstory of that is that 
plan B, which financed the movie, is Brad Pitt's production oh. company. So that's why she was asking him, where were you during production? Because he paid for it, but he wasn't there. Yes, that's right. That's right. I thought she was just a huge stan. I mean, she could be, too. <laughs> you know, who wouldn't? You're Brad Pitt right. standing there in a man bun. You're probably going to hit on him. I wouldn't. <laughs> um... <laughs> Ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> she sees the I, opportunity later to take well, his arm. Yeah, I was gonna backstage. say when I find someone attractive, um, I like to just give them a hearty handshake, which is what I did at the end of you and I's first date. <laughs> yes, I received that first handshake with so much gratitude. If I'm, like, flirting with someone, it probably means that I'm too confident and that, like, I know that there's not, like, a like it's not an actual, like, I'm intimidated by how much I love you. <laughs> Whereas if, when I'm, like, in the presence of greatness, such as my wife, my brain is just like, what are you doing? You're blowing it! <laughs> like, very different. So I, I, I do like the idea of being like, Brad Pitt's here! <laughs> He's here! <laughs> We're friends! <laughs> um... Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> animated feature film, of course, went to Seoul. Yeah. Foreign language film went another round. Uh, finally, uh, Promising Young Woman got screenplay. Yeah. I think I said at the beginning of this that if it only got one thing, that's the thing I most wanted for it. Mm-hmm. Ma Rainey got costume design and makeup and hairstyling, and the woman who got um, it for makeup and hairstyling is the first... Uh, African-American woman to win for that category. Mm-hmm. So that's lovely. Um, you got original song, right? I did not. I did. Yes. Uh, for you. It just sounded like a really powerful song. Original score went to soul documentary. I really wanted Crip Camp to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that a lot of the people who were in Crip Camp actually were at the Oscars. That was really cool. But yeah. Um, as we expected, Octopus Teacher got it. I can't believe Shot in the Dark, I guessed Colette would win documentary <laughs> short, having not seen any of them. So maybe I should go into uh, uh, betting. Okay. You know? Yeah, bring home um, those dollars. <laughs> I'd rather bring home the Greyhounds. <laughs> I'd rather go... Just go pick up the dogs from the the, dogs. the racetrack, and then Bring they live with us home. now. That's my dream. Um, production design. I guessed Mank, and Mank got it. I am happy with that. I think that was all Mank got, right? Uh, uh, no, no got it's cinematography oh, yeah, got as well. Cinematography. Oh, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I really thought Nomad Land was going to win cinematography. Um, film editing. Oh, that's. I said I thought Trial of Chicago at seven would get that. It did not. It went to Sound of Metal. It went metal. to Sound of Metal. So I was correct about that. Um, Sound of Metal also got sound, which we both guessed it would. Mm-hmm. I love that Riz Ahmed got to announce the like winner of his own film. He was, um, again, I got a fact check. I think I heard that he was the first Muslim actor to be nominated for Best Actor. For Best Actor, yeah. yeah. Supporting actors who are Muslim have been nominated before, but for like just Best yeah. Actor Actor. Actor, actor. Actor, actor. When my sister and I were kids, if we wanted to play a game, but not like Parcheesi, if we wanted to play like house, we'd call it a game game. So we'd be like, do we play a game? Yeah, like a game game. (laughs) (laughs) Actor, actor. Um, Visual effects, of course, went to Tenant. Animated short. 
was the one that you and I loved. If anything happens, yeah. I love you. And then we did not get a live action short right. It went to something called Two Distant Strangers, but we've not seen it. So. Yeah, but it's apparently on Netflix, so we should spend watch 29 minutes watching that. Kemp Powers was the author of One Night in Miami play. Mm-hmm. And then he also adapted it to the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And he was involved in writing Soul. So that's like a lot of uh, writing for him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Powers, writer, has written a lot. Wrote a lot. No, I mean, he, it's he like was it's his profession. It was a big night for him. It was a big night for him. Yes. Very exciting stuff for Kim Powers specifically. <laughs> I just want them to be like, wow, you acted a lot in that movie. <laughs> just give it to whoever did them. That was a lot of pages you wrote. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then this was really important news for us. Um, Stephen Yoon, who was, uh, in my heart, best actor of the night uh, for Minari, his brother owns the bun shop, which if you've ever visited us in L.A., we have taken you to the bun shop. It's a... Um, I think there are people who listen to this podcast who don't know me, so... Okay, well... Let's assume that we're very famous, but I... Yeah, if you're listening and you're one of our pals... We've taken a handful of people to the bond shop. So it's a... According to Wikipedia, and a, a Korean Mediterranean fusion restaurant. So basically, they make bao buns. It's in K-Town in LA. It's, it's really good. It's my favorite restaurant in yeah, California. Yeah, it's so good. Apparently, uh... Stephen Yoon's brother Brian and a business partner own the bun shop, which started out as a food truck and now is a brick and mortar store again in K Town. Um, it's really good. Uh, those pillowy buns, mm. so good. The um, what is it that I get? The Calbi beef bun is just a revelation, just a, a true achievement in food. Yeah, so we're thinking a bun shop if you're listening <laughs> please oh, yeah. sponsor this show because how great would that be if the bun shop sponsored cinema buns and by sponsor us i don't mean give me money i don't need money hun money grows on trees <laughs> i just want them buns <laughs> Let's yes get food delivered if i could get the bun shop like what like once an episode like if i record an episode and i get food (laughs) before after it i'm just saying i know this is a very specific like niche thing i'm talking about here but i just wanted to reach out to the bun shop and say i love y'all and uh your brother did a lovely job in acting yeah he did did a great job with his acting role and you you do a great job with your feet honestly multi-talented wow some very important contributions to culture right now Gosh. Um, okay, and then also one of my favorite moments was when uh, Yu Jung Yoon from Minari for supporting actress said, "I guess I'm luckier than you." <laughs> to all the other winners, <laughs> that was that was so honest. That, that's what I appreciate. Is like, you know, she's she's not saying like I'm the best or you know by the grace of whatever higher power I did the best job. Like. I really thought that she was like, everybody did a great job, you know? You all are wonderful actresses, and I was lucky tonight. Like, I, I thought that mm-hmm. was a really refreshing 
um, way to approach that. I wanted to acknowledge also that she was the first Korean and second Asian woman to win supporting actress or um sorry just to even be nominated mm. she was the first korean nominated for this mm. award um and when i say asian i think the article i read meant like not asian american so like, like someone from asia yeah okay yeah rita morena's hair mm-hmm. that was joyous oh do you hear the guinea pig screaming they're like I hear them. Back yeah, I'm there. right here. I can see what they're doing. Um, just... They won best pigs of the night. It was mm-hmm. a tie. <laughs> yes. So we had to give them some awards so they didn't get jealous of what we were watching on TV. But they are yeah. really great pigs. So I think it's a it's a well deserved accolade. Well deserved. Yes. Um, yeah, Marina Marina's hair is like what I used to do with my hair in like 2012, 2013, where I had these like. Uh, glitter sparkle extensions in there Mm -hmm. and I loved that and I miss it oh I also had the feathers in my hair but anyways she had that tonight and I hope that she's bringing it back I don't know if her name is Emerald Fennel or Emerald Fennel this ceremony confused me even more on that I've been calling her (laughs) Emerald Fennel for the entire number of years that I've followed her Um, but I thought (laughs) Her speech was really funny. It it certainly reminded me of Olivia Coleman's, mm-hmm. where they were like, "We were not planning on winning. Who <laughs> who decided this? Um, How could she have not prepared though? I don't mean that as a criticism. I just uh-huh. mean it was such a good screenplay. Like yeah. when she won, I was like, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, it was like so she's good. won a lot of awards for that screenplay this year. Like she's won a a BAFTA and like Critics Choice things and like Writers Guild." association awards like girl you you done been awarded for some really good work but it's just really funny to me when british people like want to cry and then they don't and then they just get so flustered and they spend (laughs) the entire time just like waving their arms around because she's so proper yeah um you know as to the note of them ending on best actress and best actor Mm -hmm. i wonder if they thought that francis mcdormand was going to give like a really impassioned speech because she usually does and i feel like she was like well um i like working thanks for this and then like walked off stage and so but like it was weird because she was probably so overwhelmed because they just won overall best picture Mm -hmm. and she's won so many things before she doesn't need to be like and i'd like to thank my spouse and my children and my parents and my because like they've been done thanked before yeah so i think having like if someone who hadn't won so many things before had one they might have given more of a speech but i think she was just like let's go let's go to the party guys like yeah her wrap it up her speech that she gave for winning best picture was much more impassioned which i thought was actually really lovely yeah and that she was saying when we can all safely go back to movie theaters Mm -hmm. please go to theaters and like watch every movie that was nominated like i think she does a really good job with bringing attention to like the other films and the the other people in the room and other important causes like her acceptance speech for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri was really, really beautiful. And she was very, you know, fired up and passionate. And this time, you know, she 
gave a wolf call and told us to go back to the movies. Oh, and yes. So, our guinea pig Scooter, when she did the wolf call, <laughs> got so excited. And he stood up on his back legs and, like, he didn't scream, but he looked like he was wolf calling also. Yeah, it was, it really was cute. It was such a cute moment. But that was the passionate Frances McDormand speech that we got of the night. So when yeah. it was time for a second one, I think she was like, well, I yes. already gave one. So... Yeah. The sword is the work, and I like working, so thanks for this, and keep yeah. hiring me on projects. <laughs> she, like, passes around her resume. Yeah. <laughs> she's got some business cards that she's put underneath the seats. I like her, everybody. I do. Yeah, it, um, was, it was just a strange... But I think that, like, it. quick, short, not <clears throat> super passionate speech, mm-hmm. then followed by Anthony Hopkins not even being there, mm-hmm. it was like, well that's the end of the show folks (laughs) like yeah yeah okay well thanks for being here with me um thanks for being cute and being my wife sure sure, i get to see you every day that's neat (laughs) happy to do it It, you know it's an honor to be nominated (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone for listening i'd love to hear what your thoughts were let us know in the comments on facebook i guess (laughs) um what'd you think of the show of this uh, podcast episode or the Oscars show? <laughs> yeah, I can't, I don't know that I can take people giving feedback on what they thought of this episode. I meant the show, meaning the Oscars. I had a good time. I really love. Wait, in this show <laughs> or on the Oscars? <laughs> I, I what if both? at the end of every podcast, I just ask my guests, so what What'd you, how was your time here today? <laughs> rate it (laughs) you know i mean that's a great way of getting some feedback just be up front and ask um no i until the last 30 minutes i was having fun with it i really i think they need to go back to having a host i think that would help some things but also if that host was regina king forever and always i would be into that also um angela bassett if you could just come over and like read us cereal boxes or you know such a beautiful voice just the most comforting voice. And anyway, those are my final thoughts. <laughs> uh, well, I think that was, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. The, again, I've only seen a few Oscars now, so it's, it's hard for me to, sorry. There was someone I used to work with named Oscar I, who was always like missing. He was a server and we always, as I was a host, I was always like, where's Oscar? Like I would sit at his tables and we didn't know where he was. It was was something we constantly used to say, where's Oscar? Anyways, I've not seen a ton of Oscars. (laughs) Didn't even see my coworker. Um, but (laughs) but I guess if you have a host who people don't like, I could see people being like, well, I'm not going to watch the show because I don't like the host Mm -hmm. so I I guess there is the danger in that of pinning it on one or two people I don't know I think since I've been watching they've been kind of rotating alternate hosting of each category so I'm not really sure what it was like with a host but well even in years with a host you still have previous winners come back to announce that category it just it gives the show more structure and flow like keeps it moving there's not any like dead space and sure you have to sit through some like monologues and some strange humor that probably falls flat Hmm. but it just it helps keep the show on track you know who i want to see be the host is josh thomas i am now watching season two just is dropping of everything's gonna be okay 
and he's like the writer director slash main actor i don't know if he's directing this i know he directed please like me but anyways i love him so much and he's so funny and <laughs> i feel like he would be a good host just the I think I'm prejudiced, positively prejudiced. I'm particular towards accents. I love accents. <laughs> and he has such a wonderful Australian accent. Mm -hmm. So, like, I could listen to a lot of that. Um, I also think Bo Burnham would be a good actor, uh, be a good host. But I also feel like he's so, like, over Hollywood, you know? Mm -hmm. he, he has a lot of, like it's all a facade people kind of <laughs> energy to him that I don't know if he would be like not taking it seriously enough, mm -hmm. but oh, you know who, you know, who would be such a good host would be um, Rachel Bloom. Oh yeah. She had, because she like cares, although she's more of like Broadway Tony kind mm -hmm. of gal, but I feel like she has such a positive energy. She's so funny and she like takes it seriously. Like she's such a fangirl about her pop culture love she's mm -hmm. not like better than it you know mm -hmm. so i think she would be genuinely entertaining and you know that she has like a deep love for it yeah so i would watch that and we'd get musical numbers from her which would be delightful yes more of those please okay well now i have to edit this right now so that i can get it posted in time because it's gonna be it's gonna be tomorrow before you know it well <laughs> much like the Oscars itself this really went on a sour note I don't think so <laughs> give yourself some credit pal thanks yeah what an ending <laughs> I, liked, I liked that part where I said you know who'd be a good host and then I just drifted off for a while <laughs> sometimes you say things and then you have to think about the follow-up yeah you know it was a good lead-in and then you had to really think yeah. through i'm not sure answer podcasting is the kind of format where you can be contemplative and <laughs> drift well, off but the good thing is i also edit this so i can cut that part. yeah you can just fix it in post dun, 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 dun. thanks for listening uh the bun shop we were not kidding oh yeah no i'm dead serious if you got buns we really really yeah. freaking love those buns that Calbee beef. Cannot get enough. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The sauce. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs>